What is going on, my fellow geeks? Three movies with elves and a guy with a white beard. Not a lot of people accept it as canon. 2022 will be the year of Star Wars. Well, I have more than just one piece of geek news. I have been Isaac Hunter. Which is like high culture, but better. Hello, fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raven Geeks, the weekly pop culture pop podcast where we talk about all things geek and geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. My name is Hope Gutterell, host of Raving Geeks podcast, along with my co-hosts who will introduce themselves in a minute with our question of the week. If, you let, if you're joining us for the first time and you liked this episode, you can let, check out our other episodes at cm-life.com and any other place you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Just search up Central Michigan Life Podcasts, Raving Geeks. Uh, so to start this week's episode with our question of the week, this one does relate to our topic. Not all of our questions of the week relate to the topic, but are usually like an insight into something geeky. Um, but so this week, co-hosts, what is your favorite Halloween monster? And does it have a favorite adaptation in pop culture? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Super that's, geeky. That's so tough. That's not fair. You know, I can't just pick one. For the record, <clears throat> listeners, um, I did not give them a heads up on this because I did not know what the question was until like a few hours ago. So yeah, see, see now I'm unscripted and I have to make this up as I go. So this'll this will be interesting. I, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to figure out like anything that like gets you like spoofed because Halloween monster. I'm just like, oh man, is it like, that's so like, I don't know. <laughs> um, you guys need me to go first? Yeah, that's probably smart. Well, me and Mike collector thoughts. I think, I think I have it, but yeah. Um, so I'm going to be probably super typical white girl, um, slash like with the rest of society, but I am a huge fan of either werewolves or zombies, but not Twilight werewolves and zombies. No, no. Vampires do not sparkle. They do not sparkle. Um, and werewolves, I mean, some, depending on like which lore you look at and, uh, like which adaptations and stuff you look at. Sometimes they can be actual wolves, um, but not always. Like it's just like this weird, creepy wolf thing. Um, but so as far as vampires go, uh, I would have to say that my favorite adaptation is the Dracula Untold with, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name, Luke Evans who some of you may know as Gaston from the new Beauty and the Beast. Um, he was also in, he's also in the Fast and Furious movies as Owen Shaw, the younger brother of Deckard Shaw, who was played by Jason Statham. Um, but yeah, as far as werewolves, I don't think I have, well, no, that's a lie because I really love Teen Wolf, which I know like, super cheesy but i am really excited for 
the Teen Wolf movie that's coming out. So, yeah. Awesome. I, you know, as soon as you started talking, it, it definitely made things a lot clearer. Um, I honestly would have to say zombies are, have always been my go-to since, gosh, I was probably 11, 12. Um, I, it's, it's going to seem a little bit weird, but I say that it like all started from when I first played like Halo, like the first one, because uh, as, as, I mean, I don't know if this is spoiler alert, alert, like halfway through the game, anything like that. It's a 20 year old game at this point. Um, but like halfway through, uh, Master Chief kind of like learns about this thing called the Flood, and it's basically a parasitic life form, very much like zombies. And I remember when I got into that level where you were pretty much on your own as a horde of zombies just started like overtaking you. I remember freaking out and loving every second of it. And I'd say, like, the best adaptation for a zombie, like, thing will still always be Resident Evil. Like, I, I have the eye in the back of Resident Evil 2. I love the series because it is so cheesy and has actual really, really good horror. Nice. Nice, Mike. Um, I usually, I, I love the typical werewolf. That's probably one of my favorite creatures, but I'm going to flip this on your guys' head and I'm going to say fish people, such as creature from the Black Lagoon. And I think that type of monster is so underutilized, especially considering the Cthulhu mythos developed by H.P. Lovecraft. And I always thought that was such an interesting little concept, like humanoid fish people that, you know, if you already have a fear of the ocean, it's not helping you by any <laughs> means. But the best adaptation so far, at least, um, is definitely um, The Creature of the Black Lagoon. I, I love that movie. I love the whole creature look, and I love the story of it, and I love the atmosphere of the Amazon and this creature lurking in the bayou. And it's just such a fun movie, and it's such a great concept of a creature. See, I, I thought that when you said a movie adaptation that was, like, really good, I thought it was going to be Shape of Water. I was really hoping Shape it was going to be... Shape of Water was really good. <laughs> it was really, really good. I, I don't... It, like, it's not Great for everybody, though. It is not for everybody. I mean, the basic <laughs> premise is that a woman screws a fish. And it's not for everyone. I deeply love that movie. I think it's Guillermo del Toro's best monster movie besides... Crimson Peak, but um, I would say the Creature from the Black Lagoon is the best adaptation because of how um, because of how widespread it is, and it um, it's pretty basic for everybody who wants to get into horror. I would definitely recommend Creature of the Black Lagoon as one of your starter movies. Oh, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Well, thank you. Uh fellow geeks for that answer. If you guys, listeners, have a favorite Halloween monster um, and a favorite adaptation of said monster in pop culture, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but next on our to-do list of our podcast is geek news. So 
being typically that I have the most to say, I will go last. So what have y'all got? Uh, I guess I can go first because I only have like really one piece of news, but it's really big news. Um, DC and Warner Brothers found their Kevin Feige figure in James Gunn. And I forget the other person who they hired, but he produced the basically the Conjuring universe. Um, but those two going at it with DC, um, I'm really excited. I hope it doesn't mean that James Gunn completely stops working for Marvel because in the report he said that he would be exclusive to DC for four years, I think. So I hope he doesn't lose touch with Marvel, but I doubt that he will. But I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. Um, it I is uh, it Peter notes. Saffron. Peter Saffron. Saffron. Right. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's really it for my news. Mike, what you got? Um, I, I don't actually think that I, I uh, introduced myself for this episode. I completely forgot. Um, yeah, my name is Michael Gonzalez. I'm the podcast editor. I actually put in the um, the last description for the She-Hulk episode a uh, little fourth wall breaking uh, thing saying like, will Mike Gonzalez be in the next episode? Something like that. Uh, I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but why am I blinking out on what was just being talked about? Geek I, news. I, oh, news, geek news, geek news. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, it, it's CD Projekt Red. They are remaking the first Witcher game of um, the, the trilogy, which I want to say the first one came out in 2007. And if you ever look at the graphics or the models for like Geralt, anything like that, it is some of the roughest. It's, rough. yeah. it's some of the roughest 3D models that you could have for like the 360 PS3 era. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, also too with like The Witcher coming out on Netflix with Henry Cavill, like everyone's flocking to it so it makes sense that they would try and revamp the game and get some money out of that so it's it's the one that is like the it, it stands out the most as like not the most polished i'd say i'd say yeah, people yeah. still say like witcher 2 uh like still holds up relatively well but one is definitely one that has <laughs> needed a lot of polishing and for all the people that did probably get into the Netflix series and want to get into the games, this is perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a couple of old things, um, but they're still important. So first off, um, the first Mexican woman to go to space, Cat uh, Voltage, is now on the cover, has her own cover for the Vogue Mexico uh, print. Uh, the cover of Vogue Mexico y Latin Latino America. Um, so I think that is super awesome that not only is she the first Mexican woman to go to space, but you know she also gets her own Vogue cover because um, we need more female icons in STEM, honestly, um, especially ones that are recognized. That's um, yeah. And Charlie Cox has been training with an MMA fighter to prepare for Daredevil Born Again, um, which is set to start filming early next year. 
I'm so excited. I'm excited too. And like also just to let y'all know, there's like two months until it's 2023. Um, I'm still processing 2020. Yeah, and sorry, 2023. So yeah, there's that. Um, Criminal Minds Evolution, which if you've seen the like poster picture for it, everybody thinks that it's Reed. But I'm not sure with the recent one, with there being a little bit more lighting, it does not look like Matthew Gary Goobler. Um, but it is set to stream on Thanksgiving Day on Paramount Plus. So I'm super excited for the continuation of Criminal Minds. Um, as far as season three of Only Murders in the Building, which is a Hulu TV series starring Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and oh, who was the other one? Shoot. Martin Short. Yes, Martin Short. I was about to say Martin Sheehan, and I was like, that's not right. Uh, Martin Short, Jesse Williams, and Paul Rudd are joining season three. If we thought this show was chaotic to begin with. Oh, no. It's about to get even more chaotic. Paul Rudd is going to make everything more chaotic. I just know it. Um, and so if you are fans of the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium in Columbus, Ohio, like one of the only good things in Columbus, in Ohio, um, because it is Jack Hanna and his family set it up. So it's like actually rehabilitation and like animals that can't go back out into the wild. And they have really nice habitats and everything. They have a new mandro baby, um, which was born on Sunday, October 16th. It's a little baby boy. Um, it's not named yet, but I am guessing that they will be putting out a like poll to see like what should they name it and you know then of these ones what do you think um so yeah I'm super excited because babies are adorable especially baby mandrels um and it's also firstborn parents so like first time uh Malaika and Mosi are first time so firstborn of the parents and finally, because as we know, Christmas is already out in stores, but Halloween has not happened yet. Um, it'll have happened by, or be happening by the time that this podcast is out. But uh, for Thanksgiving, the forgotten holiday of the commercialism of America, the Jonas Brothers are set to perform at halftime of the Giants and Cowboys game. Um, which I think is awesome because I really love all their new music that they've been putting out lately. Um, like it definitely fits younger fans in a way, um, but also like brings back the fans that were around in the early 2000s and 2010s um, when they were first starting out. So yeah, we get to see that. And now they're all fathers as well, which is really weird to think about. But there has been so much that I've been thinking about lately about how, like, time has gone so fast. Oh, yeah. But it's Just also like, gone so slow at the same time. It always feels like it. Every single time. 
So basically, Marvel had a big news drop recently. I totally forgot about it until now. Um, Marvel dropped both trailers for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and for Ant-Man Quantumania. And that was pretty crazy. Um, just to compete with DC about their big news on them getting their own Kevin Feige. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we got news, too. We're going to drop two new trailers back to back. So that was pretty crazy. Um, Ant-Man Quantumania looks fantastic. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy looks super emotional. Um, the plot for that story was not what I was expecting for it to go for. So for Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, it's about the Guardians taking Peter back to Earth and trying to give him the best gift possible to cheer him up after uh, Gamora coming back and not loving him anymore in Endgame. So I think that's going to be really, really sweet. A nice little tearjerker. And I can't believe they actually got Kevin Bacon to play himself to get kidnapped by Mantis and Drax. Um, Drax. That's going to be really, really fun. Um, I think we always needed more Mantis and Drax uh, relationship building. And I kind of hope they become a couple because they're really cute together on screen. I don't know if I'd want them to be a couple. I think they're just like, too chaotic for that Mm. um but i definitely could see them being like best friends that totally don't understand each other but like are the ride or die like you hurt this bitch yeah totally Uh, (laughs) but also going off of paul rudd being chaotic that trailer was also just like chaos because yeah quantum realm Kang looks insane. He looks like an absolute threat. Uh, Jonathan Majors is going to kill it like he did in Loki. Yeah, it's going to be a great movie. And I hope Ant-Man doesn't die because I'm really, really scared because Ant-Man's, sorry, Paul Rudd's contract is up after this movie. So I I don't know. They, They might kill him. I don't know. I think... I think it would be I, it would be great because if Kang kills him, it's a good way to establish him as a serious actual threat. Um, but it'll break my heart if I see Paul Rudd die on screen. Oh, I don't really see him dying because it's Paul Rudd, and he looks the same as he did when he was on Friends, which was nineties. Yes. Um, and it is now twenty twenties. Um, so I don't see him, like, I feel like they could be like, hey, you want to do another movie? He's like, and he'll be like, yeah, how about, like, five more? Yeah, he'll definitely be that person, but I do think, Kevin Feige said that this movie was the start of phase five for a reason, and I'm like, I mean, it'd be a great start if they started off with killing off a main Avenger to, like, establish Kang as, like, this big bad for the rest of the, for the rest of the phases, so... I don't know. It could go either way, but I'm here for it either. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I, I watched the trailer, but the thing that I got out of it the most, um, at the very beginning, there's that like little joke about like an old guy at the the Baskin Robbins or Dunkin' Donuts who was yeah. like, Hey, you're Spider-Man. That old guy is from this like comedy sketch on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave and everybody was freaking out about his cameo because he's such a like well-known guy in the people who watch that. They they love him because he's so weird. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
I didn't know that. I recommend that show. It is the weirdest. It's like SNL if it was all the stuff that they just cut out. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, all right. I think is a, like, multi-episode member of Saturday Night Live. So, I think so. <laughs> I think it was when John Mulaney last hosted Saturday Night Live. That he also joined the club for, like, how many times he's hosted. I think I remember that, yeah. And I think it was Paul Rudd who had to give him his jacket or something, but, yeah. Well, All right. Awesome. So that wraps up our geek news for the week. Of course, there's always more. Um, we only can give you so much as geek news is constantly happening. So for our main topic, if you are watching us online, you will see that all of us have some different hoodie on. Um, I have Stitch. My background is also Stitch dressed as Jack Skellington. Um, my ears on my Stitch hoodie are not showing up that nicely, but I do have ears. So if you're watching and all of a sudden I don't have ears, I promise they're there. Um, but our idea was that next week, week that we're recording this, uh, next week is Halloween and then also leads into Dia de los Muertos, um, which is not the same as Halloween, but does still have the supernatural aspect in it. Um, so we wanted to talk about our favorite memories and traditions of Halloween. But before we do that, I have some Halloween trivia for y'all that I want to know. Can you get okay. it right? Would you win right. in a trivia competition? Okay. So here's the first one. Complete this lyric from the hit Halloween song, The Monster Mash. I was working in the lab late one night I know it's when. That's the when my eyes behold it, a grisly sight. Close. Close. Gravely sight? Nope. Oh, what? I, I do not listen to the Monster Mash. <laughs> the last time I listened to that. Oh, was like, it's when my eyes behold it, a eerie sight. That's yeah. what it is. Beheld an eerie sight. Yep. Got it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so in 2004, the city of Hollywood banned the use of what party item on Halloween? I promise it is PG at most. Like it is nothing more than that. <laughs> party item. Yep. Is it confetti? No, but it's similar to confetti that it makes a huge mess. Is it like the silly string? Yep. Oh. Silly string. I remember when I was a kid, I had like little like Spider Man like gauntlets that did the silly string. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. And I remember it made such a big mess outside. <laughs> my, um, my camp that I go to when, when I was a camper, um, family friend, they, we have a skit night and whatever their skit, I don't remember if it was like a youper class because we have a counselor who te teaches a youper class um, or if it was like the senior high girls skit, but they sprayed silly string everywhere in like 
the building we were in for skit night and literally the next year there was still some hanging from the rafters oh my gosh it is finally cleaned off but like it yeah, does not decay it does not decay it does not drop get heavy and drop um this one with it is illegal to dress like a nun or priest for Halloween in which U.S. state? Wait, repeat the question. It's Sorry. illegal to dress like a nun or a priest for Halloween in which U.S. state? They worded that really weird, but... Is it Louisiana? Close. It's in the South. Kentucky? Kentucky's not South. It's ah, not, like, fully South, but... They make the fried chicken. I don't know. Is it uh, Texas? Nope, not Texas. Florida? That'd be wild. Closer. That, but no. That, no way it would not be Florida. Florida's I don't know. I feel like Florida, like, it is a wild town, but, like, they also have wild regulations. That's true. Uh, is it Arizona? Nope. He was close with Florida. Oh, my gosh. I need to look at a map of the U.S. <laughs> Is it New Mexico? That's no, not no, close no. to Florida. I know, but like I was thinking like New Mexico. Georgia? Closer. No. Alabama. Yes. Really? Oh, sweet Alabama. Alabama, really? Huh. So in Alabama, it is illegal to dress like a nun or a priest. Um, according to section 13A-14-4, because impersonating the clergy is a misdemeanor, with a fine up to $500 or a year in jail. Hold on, oh, hold on, hold silly. on. Okay, do people, I, I don't know if you know this, but like, do the cops actually uphold that? Like if they saw someone who's like dressed up as like a nun and not exactly PG-13 or, you know, PG, um, would they be like, oh my God, you're the clergy, arrest, <laughs> arrest this woman. I mean, considering if you ask a lot of cops what the actual, like, laws are, most of them cannot Sorry. name, like, very specific ones. So, I don't know. Probably, I can only imagine they don't even know that's a thing. I would say probably more of, like, the higher religious areas in Alabama. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. All right, um, I'm going to do a couple more. So, next one. Who famously died on October 31st, 1926? I feel H.P. Like Lovecraft? Nope. Edgar Allan Poe? No. No. He was way earlier. Yeah. I was going to Late 1800s, I think. Yeah. Um... Is this somebody related to the horror? Uh, More supernatural, but not like ghosts and stuff. Like what, Harry Houdini? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Harry really? Houdini. Yeah. Um, and his death was initially considered a hoax. But he, <laughs> he died on Halloween. Did he? What? die on stage or did he die rehearsing a I, I feel like he drowned or something like that um 
I'll look it up real quick. I have a feeling that he drowned. Uh, let's see here. What killed Harry Houdini? It looks like it was appendicitis. <laughs> it was appendicitis. That's it. Oh my gosh. That's that is very anticlimactic, especially for Harry Houdini. Let me just say, his body pulled a little magic trick on him. Uh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's see where did it go. I gotta find. Oh, this is not. The problem is this website has like 138 icebreakers that are all just like trivia questions. And I gotta figure out which one was my last one. Uh okay. So this one has. Okay, actually I have two more. So this one has three answers. And if you get one, then you're correct. What are the other names for Halloween or of Halloween? All, uh, once All Hallows Eve. Yep. Um, I should know this one. All Saints Day. Oh, no, it's not that one. Oh wait, is that after Halloween? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I went to a Catholic school for like preschool to middle school. I should have known that. I'm sorry, Father Bill. Would you Wait. Know? Did you already say All Saints Eve? It's not All Saints Eve. It's All Hallows Eve is one answer. Is Dia de los Muertos? Like, I'm, I'm just going to... Uh, no, it's not that one, because that technically starts uh, midnight, like Halloween is over and uh, it starts. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh. I have uh, no idea. I, I, I don't know. All I know is All Hallows Eve. Um, Samhain? Hain? Oh, Samhain. Oh. There's one. And the Feast of the Dead. Feast of the Dead? Feast of the Dead. Yeah, I should have known both of those. <laughs> I had no idea about the Feast of the Dead. Sam Hain is a freaking Ghostbusters villain. How did I not know that? Oh. All right. And so here is... That, that's not helpful for the answer. Um... <laughs> I have to do some conversions while you guys think. But this one is a true or false. The largest pumpkin pie the world has ever seen was more than six meters in diameter and weighed more than 350 pounds. I mean, I got to go with true. That sounds I'm true not, enough for me, yeah. Like, people are weird. That's to happen, yeah. Okay, so we have a guy in my conversions. In. Okay, so 350 pounds is 158 kilograms. So it weighed actually 1,678 kilograms. Um, and I gotta do my calculations from meter to feet. Because you know, why I... would you give the answer in the same type? So it was, Six feet is approximately 
19.685 feet. Um, but so it weighs 1,678 kilograms. Um, and it was, the diameter was only over five feet. So it was a very deep pie, but like small-ish, small-ish. It was like this, if I laid down, I would be the length of the pie, diameter of the pie. Um, but another thing that apparently Ohio knows how to do is that that's where it was made. In, really? uh, Not in it was Ohio. New Bremen, Ohio. Hmm. Not Ohio. I know. Like, what the heck? Just keep doing Cedar Point. Don't do pumpkin pies. But yeah, so that is our trivia for today. Um, I would say you guys might not get um, first place, but you might take home like a small prize. For... You know, I, I'll let me just say for the truth, uh, true or false question, I always like hate when they always have like a crazy number and they're like, actually, it's false. It's a bigger number because I'm like, we already took a guess that humans are crazy. Let's just say it's true. But then you're like, no, it's false. It's actually larger. I'm like, yeah, we already knew people were crazy. Just say that they're crazy. Well, like, also, technically, if you say it's, like, this size, and then you're like, no, it's bigger. Well, technically, it's that size then. So, technically, it's true. <laughs> Technicalities. Like, come on. All right. So, the moment everyone has been waiting for. Uh, main topic so first off do you guys have any geeky memories um what or like what is your favorite geeky memory of halloween carter do you have any oh i got a bunch like i could i could ramble on for a couple hours about my favorite geeky memories <laughs> um we'll limit it to two okay yeah, um one big one is that my family um, my dad and my mom used to throw Halloween parties when I was in uh, elementary to middle school. And so we'd throw a whole big uh, big party for the entire block. And my dad would put up a, a, like a little haunted house with a bunch of tarp and call it the Tunnel of Terror and have different kids like walk through. And the funny thing is that, um, you know, the little Lamex um, buildings that you can get at like Michael's? Yeah. Um, that's where that my dad got the name of it. Uh, he actually just saw one of the buildings like, oh, that's what we should call our haunted house. And me and my brother agreed and it was history. Uh, that's a really good memory. Uh, before I do my second one, Mike, do you want to jump in? Uh, oh, just like getting my own memory. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, my mom really, really we all as like a family love video games but my brother and i we basically like took it up to a whole new level just building off of each other and my mom supported it a lot so much so that if i said i want to be mario when i was like in second grade well or i i think it was first grade she she like we'd go to joanne fabrics and try to find some stuff like uh felt for like the hat we go to like salvation army to try and find like some overalls for me stuff like that 
and just go all over the town to just try and find stuff. This is well before, like, video games were so popular that if you went to, like, Party City, you could find, like, a Mario costume or Luigi, anything. There was nothing like that. Hmm. Even this uh, Donkey Kong onesie would not have been a thing when I was in fourth grade. I know this because I have, I'll, I'll try to find a picture of it at some point. There's a picture of me in a full, almost, like, faux fur outfit of Donkey Kong. It was so shed. It shed so bad. It was everywhere in the den for like years. And when I went outside for Halloween, it was only like 70 degrees, something like that. I was sweating my butt off as a kid. It was we, we usually did that stuff. Doctor Who, stuff like that. It was just always geeky stuff and a like a few years after every time there'd be a new costume that came in party city and it's one of the things that we did we're like okay go figure yep that's super cool um i will say that one that i remember is i don't remember what grade exactly it was but i know i had spanish um in school that year because i came home with a decorated sugar skull for Dia de los Muertos, but I could not eat said sugar skull because I had drawn on it with marker and, you know, mm. uh, it has to be edible marker and it was not edible marker. Um, and I went as Ginny Weasley for Halloween. I had a little wand that you pushed a button and the tip lit up and made like a whoosh type sound. Um, but so my hair, I'll, go really quick like it's a little blonde right now because I just got highlights but it is brown I am brunette through and through so what did we do we got the hair color spray paint and we went outside and uh yeah my hair was bright orange because that was what the color was it was not red it was like bright orange so I was very ginger um I was like uh, Seamus WWE I was brighter than his ginger oh my because <laughs> um, it was like neon type orange too no. a picture somewhere of like me holding my wand and the sugar skull in my other hand with my orange hair um, and I just remember like standing in the shower and it was just like orange <laughs> and it took forever to get it out sorry um, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt there there's actually another memory that i have about just the pre what i just talked about um well my mom she was sick for one of the halloweens and i wanted to dress up as link so we had these like halloween parties back in our like grade schools they're like okay dress up and i thought i had to get the hairspray for like blonde because i'm also brown brunette and everything and um i was like oh i can do this i was in second grade and I got it in, and it got in my eyes. Oh! My eyes were burning so bad. They had to make it a rule in the uh, the handbook at the school that you cannot bring any of that hairspray. If you look at the, the rules back in uh, St. Mary's, it, it's still a thing. <laughs> I created that rule. 
Good job. Everybody awesome. has to uh, not spray paint their hair because Mike couldn't decide how not to get it in his eyes. Exactly. Second grader Mike. Exactly. That's like he wanted awesome. his eyes to be blind or blonde too. It hurt so bad. <laughs> I haven't gotten hairspray in my eyes. It makes sense. I think I got it so bad that like it, some of the like hairspray got into my scalp and it would just, they would find like blonde patches if they like did a buzz cut or something. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Another memory, Carter. What's your. Um, you know, I have a lot like going to go to pumpkin patches and so on and so forth, but. I always love sitting. Okay, so when I I used to uh, be in like a good middle class house, uh, two floors, but my dad um, he saw our basement. He kind of tricked it out for me and my brother. So we had like a big giant. We used to, well before the flat screen. We had the old CRT TV, which right. um, I still I still miss that thing, man. I love the CRT TV. It's so nostalgic. I, I like I would buy an I would buy one if I could find one for a good price. Um, but we, me and my brother used to have like old Goosebump DVDs. So we had like Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns on DVD, Night of Living Dummy, Deep Trouble. And we would just watch those constantly throughout the Halloween season. And those are such good memories, just getting popcorn and sitting in our basement with our shitty couch and just watching on our old CRT TV. And then like we would move on to the big screen and like, that was great too, but just those memories of being in grade school, watching Goosebumps with my brother. Those are some special memories right there. Nice. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. um, that my, my final memory, it's not so much about Halloween, but like it's something that is always around Halloween. So I always just associate it with Halloween. And that is Yumicon, this one anime video game uh, expo that is in Detroit mm -hmm. and it's usually around this time of year I think because Halloween's on such a weird day uh, Yumicon is like November 4th something like that but usually oh, like that's, yeah sorry it, no it's so uh if if I have the dates correct MCBA which is Michigan Competitive Band Association um, is going to be at Ford Field the same day. Oh, really? Oh, man. So that's just like, Detroit, let's go. Yeah, Detroit is going to be really, really packed, I think. Um, but I've, since I was about 13, 14, I went there, and I've been dressing up as anime characters and video game characters there ever since. I mean, I have had some of the best fun over there because they had a lot of like Japanese exclusive like video games and items that I could buy it was really cool but like they also they used to have a really big arcade where it was all sorts of like crazy cool Japanese exclusive games like um like the the taiko drumming where it's like I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard about it but it's like really, really big bass drums almost. And it's almost like a guitar hero where you almost like hit the like beat and stuff and you have to hit the rim and the bass. And 
you have to do that for like songs and stuff. That's that's just like an instrument in Japan, the taiko drum, and it's an arcade game that's pretty much like Guitar Hero for that, and it is so much fun. Nice. Um, I will say, so one year, my best friend and I got tickets to uh, Greenfield Village, um, which if you've never been to Greenfield Village in general, I highly recommend that you go. Um, I'll add that in my recommendations later too. Um, but they were having this these Halloween weekend things. Um, and so we were like, yeah, let's go, we'll dress up. And I ended up wearing like a prom dress and a leather jacket and a little tiara. Um, so I was like a biker princess type thing. Um, I don't remember what she was, uh, but she, so we're walking along and for the most part, a lot of this stuff is like really geared towards little kids. Um, but so we go down this one path and there were scarecrows lined up along the path, like on actual posts and stuff. And I swear I had seen one move or something, or I was just like, no, listen, like, I know it's going to move. And one just like leans forward and it just kind of goes like, boo, my best friend screamed. And I was just dying laughing because like, I was like so ready for it. And she just screamed and like a couple of the women behind us screamed. And I'm just like, no, it's like, you had to know what was going to happen. Come on. Like, why wouldn't you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like that was a lot of fun to be able to do that with my best friend and uh, we ended up getting like hot chocolate and mini donuts and we got like a bucket of mini no I don't even think we got the bucket of mini donuts because we were like now listen that's gonna be too many donuts and we got the little bag and the little bag was still too much for us to eat but yeah it was a lot of fun and that was really good because like in high school I didn't really go out trick-or-treating so I think this was actually in college when my best friend and I went but yeah it's a lot of fun even if it's geared towards little kids it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. it's always fun just doing some of those like haunted house styles things um I remember I went to that Cedar Point one uh that they do and I wasn't like wanting to do it too much I've never been too big of a fan of that stuff as much but one of my favorite memories was someone was like right around the corner that was supposed to like just spook us and my eyes darted right to him and I had like full wide eyes <laughs> glanced over him side glance and he he didn't do a thing he did not do a scary he's like man ruins moments ruined he looks like he's gonna kick my ass I don't want to do this I feel like some of the actors in the haunted houses like realize when not to scare people because they're like, no, nah, you, you need a minute. Like, you, you know what's going on, but you need a minute. So like, I'm just going to stay here, like still, like I'm going to move my eyes a little bit, still creep you out, but like, I swear, I swear the guy literally like took a few steps back as soon as I gave him that glance. And I was like, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, since it is Halloween, and Halloween has a lot to do with horror. Um, I just want to do like a quick, what is your experience with horror? And 
I don't mean like soft horror where it's just like kind of creepy, like kind of walking dead level to me is soft horror because it's not ultra scary or anything. But also you don't need to go super scary if you do not want to. Mm. But like, what is your experience with horror TV shows or movies? Um, well, I, I, man, well, horror's always been a part of my life since like day one. Um, I watched Scooby-Doo since I was like one year old. So I was familiar with the concept of monsters and ghosts and goblins, but I really didn't start getting into horror when, um, so right, right around high school, I think. And I was at the library doing tutoring for math and I just happened to wander over into the, um, into the movie section and, I was sort of getting into Stephen King. I had only read one book by him by at that point, which was Graveyard Shift. Really good book. Highly recommended to anybody who's just getting into Stephen King. Great entryway Stephen King novel. Um, and I stumbled upon the movie Creep Show, uh, which is his uh, Stephen King's partnership with George A. Romero. And it's an anthology horror movie. Love anthology. And uh, I watched that movie for the first time. Oh, oh, this is kind of cool. I like horror now. And that's where I, I always love to look back at Creepshow. It's one, it's made it into like my top 10 favorite movies of all time, just because of how much I owe it for really just kickstarting my love for horror and my love for writing. Um, Stephen King really kickstarted that. And my love to just talk about horror and my love to talk about uh, pop culture, which is why I'm here today. So I really do owe Stephen King, George J. Romero, and Creepshow a lot. It really did. It's one of those things that definitely, if that didn't happen in my life, it my life would be very, very different. Mike, what about you? My love of horror started with Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. A classic. Absolutely. I- I could not play it for the life of me. I had to ask my brother, who was six years older, to play it and beat it like four or five different times in a row. And it got so bad that in fourth grade, he had like a little journal that he had to write in class and they kept it. And it literally says, I'm so tired of playing Luigi's Mansion for my brother. He has to just start playing it. And I was like, it it makes me laugh every time that I see it. Um, But... And then, then, like I said before, I really started getting to get into, like, the zombie idea, and, um, I mean, it, it's always just been kind of a thing, like, horror that just seemed really cool, and then I started to get, you know, more into the, the horror video games, Bioshock, uh, Resident Evil, uh, Dead Space, stuff like that, and because of that, I've just always fallen in love with the idea of i i personally like horror video games compared to like uh, movies and shows i think those are cool i have fun with them but to me i uh i can't control what these people do Mm. and it always really gives me anxiety because i'm like i just i feel like i need to do something Right. Uh, Mike, please tell me you've seen Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, right? Oh, I've seen that. Okay, good. Just making sure because like with your love of zombies, I'm like, I really hope you saw some of the staples at least. Like, did you see Night of the Living Dead at all? Yeah, of course. Okay. 
Okay, just making sure. You know, oh, I didn't I, mean it by like. I've watched that. I've watched Shot of the Dead. I've watched. Okay. Good. Just making sure. All right, uh, I am not a big fan of fart, but that is also because I can usually guess what's about to happen and I get really frustrated when I know exactly what's going to happen in the movie. Because then I'm like, well, what's the point of watching the movie? Because, like, I know what's going to happen. Um, I remember one year in high school, it was like summer, like half day. I think it was like the last half day after finals. And my best friends and I were um, having a sleepover in the tent backyard. And they were like, let's watch Paranormal Activity. I don't remember which number it was, but I was like, whatever, you guys can watch that. And literally throughout the movie, I was like, that's going to happen. It happened. This thing is going to happen. Like, and I'm just on my phone. I was like, listen, I'm not even watching and I know what's going to happen. Um, uh, Hope, but- if I may interject here. So you don't like horror because you see it coming? Yeah. Well, I mean... I- Okay. I will say though that the one movie that I did not see fully coming um, was the Chernobyl Diaries, but that one was more like psychological thriller. That's, yeah, that's also partially true of what happened in Chernobyl. Yeah, um, but um, I, but there are I will, no. I will yeah. recommend to you um, watch John Carpenter's The Thing, then come back to me back to me about predictable horror. Because you yeah. can't predict a single thing in that movie. I mean, listen, Bella, not Bella, what was her name? In Pitch Perfect, uh, Anna Kendrick's character, you know, technically she wasn't supposed to know what the ending of The Breakfast Club was supposed to be. But like, come on, everyone knows that it's a feel good movie of like, yeah, they kind of sort of become friends, but probably once they get to school again, nobody's going to talk to each other. Um, but so my other uh, one is I have seen The Conjuring twice because my best friend made me watch it in her basement while it was dark um, with her brother around, which was not a good combination. Um, and then the second time she made me watch it, we we're having another sleepover and she was like, you're going to watch this movie with me. And I was like, haven't I already seen that one? And she was like, I don't know what, you know, and she told me what it was about. I was like, I've seen that. She's like, oh, well, we're watching it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good movie to rewatch. I, I quite like it. Nah, to it's me, good it one time. To so use their own, that. I'd say. Yeah. Um, um, basically, horror is not really my genre. I like supernatural or like supernatural elements, fantastical elements, but I'm not much for horror. Like, I don't know. My imagination does enough for that, so. I can get that. That's also one of the reasons why horror video games always really got me, because there were a lot of moments in some of the games that I play, like Resident Evil 2, the the remake, where they didn't exactly, like, plan, like, a jump scare or anything like that, but they just kind of put the elements in the room just to pretty much make your own disaster (laughs) and that's what made it really fun where there was basically this really big guy in like a trench uh trench suit uh trench coat trench coat that's what it is and uh, was it uh mr x mr x yeah mr x and 
he's basically like just this walking juggernaut and he's always has these boots that are like clanking and it's terrifying because he's always following you in the the police department and there is this one hallway specifically where he was chasing me that i had to run from and there are also these zombie creatures called lickers and they are literally like skinned humanoid things that almost like crawl on all fours like amphibians and they have razor sharp tongues and they are blind as a bat and if you start running that's when they're like oh there you are so mr x is chasing me i'm get running down and i'm like i think i took him out the the liquor and then all of a sudden as i'm running i just see the liquor's claws jump right from my back and slash me and i die oh. i freaked out i was screaming my ears off it was so funny i love horror video games because technically they never planned that but they pretty much said okay here are the elements good luck <laughs> yeah okay so uh final question of the night what is your favorite halloween movie or traditions to do on Halloween like what is the thing that every Halloween you have to do this thing no matter what well for me it's watch Great Pumpkin Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown but now everybody can't thanks Apple I'm looking at you Apple TV plus taking it off of ABC and cable streaming pisses me off every time I uh, look at Apple TV Plus, which is why I refuse to buy that subscription service. Well, it's one of the reasons. I just I just don't like Apple, what they're doing right now. But I, I digress. Uh, I love The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. We watch it every single year, always make an attempt. There's never been a year we've missed it, mostly because we own the DVDs. But um, yeah, it's such a classic. I, I love... The aesthetic it just gives me those warm fuzzy feelings of the fall um i love the music i love the voice acting it's never been dated for me that thing is totally timeless um and snoopy's one of my favorite fictional characters of all time i love snoopy and his whole battle with the with the red baron and him sneaking across town at night oh I, i'll forever those images of him just sneaking around in the dark will forever be ingrained in my mind. It's such a great scene. And also the scene where he's, you know, he kisses uh, Lucy when he's diving in the bucket. I kissed lips. Oh, <laughs> such a good scene. I, I love that movie so much. Um, I, I feel like I am just the biggest video game nerd. I would say every year I play a Metroid game right around this point. Um, it's my favorite series. It's basically like deep exploration into a planet, and it's usually just getting the atmosphere of the environment, and it's always very hostile towards you. So it, I've always counted it very much like soft horror, um, just because 
it has very very like unwelcoming music when you go into new biomes some of it it's really cool but some of it you're like i don't think i'm supposed to be here i really do not think this is where i'm supposed to be and then all of a sudden like a huge enemy that like takes multiple like missiles stuff like that you're like okay i'm not supposed to be here this is not good <laughs> um and usually they have a lot of like cool environmental storytelling stuff like that and because of that there there's always just been a level of love for the series because it's always just that idea of entering into the unknown in those games yeah. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I know. I, I had a feeling someone would do it. Um, one of my favorite moments is um, just just to, because I can. Uh, in the first Metroid Prime game on the GameCube, it's a first-person Metroid game. Uh, the very like first area that you go to, the tutorial area, uh, you basically take it down, and it's a space pirate frigate. And you're basically, like, traveling around this, uh, this planet, and then at some point you have to go into this, like, underwater area. And sure enough, it is the crashed version of that space pirate frigate. And it looks exactly the same, but, like, it's all just crash it's all just dilapidated and there's just a bunch of like big fish in there that are very hostile and it has this like kind of like subaquatic music that just is both mystical yet gives you that feeling of like terror and it's just because of stuff like that i'm like oh my gosh i love the series all right uh mine is gonna be super simple again um disney Woo. um i really like when i'm able if i have able or if i can find the free live youtube live um of it streaming uh that day i like watching the halloween episodes especially of like my generations Disney shows, so, and sometimes I watch the new ones, like, Raven's Home, okay, you know, I like, I like that, because it's still, like, reminiscent of that Snow Raven, um, but, like, Hannah Montana, um, Kim Possible, uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, like, you gotta stick with the classics, um, but also, like, I've gotta watch one of the Halloween movies, too, whether it's, like, Halloween Town or uh, Hocus Pocus, which I still haven't watched the second Hocus Pocus. So that's probably what I'm going to do on Halloween. Um, but yeah, I got to stay with the classics and watch the Disney stuff. I got to figure out if the episode, because I think there was an episode on Lilo and Stitch, the TV show that was Halloween themed. So I got to see if that's available too. Um, but yeah. So as you always, yeah. Have you seen Frankenweenie? No. Tim Burns not... Frankenweenie. Highly recommend it. It's a great retelling of Frankenstein in a very silly manner. And it's Disney. I, I think it's on Disney Plus at least. Like but Tim Frankenstein. Burns. Oh, go ahead. I was about uh, to say, technically, 
it is Frankenstein's monster. I know it's Frankenstein's monster. And well, well, I was talking about like the story of Frankenstein because it's about Victor as a kid. So technically I'm still correct. Okay. Never said Frankenstein as in the monster, Frankenstein is in the story. Listen, so many people just say Frankenstein when they mean Frankenstein's monster. And I'm like, listen, y'all, Frankenstein was the doctor. Mm-hmm. It is Dr. Victor Frankenstein. And then it's his monster. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Mike? Well, I was just going to say the movie, I've always remember looking at it and being like, oh, that's cute. Just a wiener dog. That's <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. That's 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 cute. Um, no, actually, I'm just remembering. I should watch Young Frankenstein again. My dad, he's always it's loved Frankenstein. Love I that love movie. that movie. Yeah. Oh, All right. Oh, well, as always on Raving Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations of geeky things, um, whether it's a TV show, movie, music, a book, uh, our favorite social media person, whatever it is. So, Mike, would you like to start us off on recommendations? Oh, man, it's going to be probably from like the beginning of this episode when I was talking about that old man in the Ant-Man trailer. The comedy sketch series on Netflix, I Think You Should Leave, it is hands down one of my favorite, like, almost comfort show, like, comedy series, because they're, like, 15 minutes long, and they're almost, like, on the level of, like, randomness as, like, maybe, like, an adult swim style like a comedy series but still leveled enough like an snl scale. i mean it's made by like the people who do like lonely island and tim robinson people who are like really like well known for their work with like snl stuff like that um and it is super 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 funny like i think you might have seen uh like picture at some point on the internet of someone in like a hot dog costume and they say like we're all trying to figure out the guy who's uh like doing all of this um that's from that show and it's pretty much the whole idea of the sketches a hot dog car automobile crashed into like a clothing store and they're like oh my gosh who did this and that guy in the hot dog costume is like yeah who did this and it's so weird like that and i i just recommend it to anybody okay carter what about you what's your recommendations this week i actually have three recommendations for the holiday season uh first one is on netflix and it's guillermo del toro's cabinet curiosities it's his anthology horror show that just released it's going to be uh, releasing two episodes every day of this week until I think the 28th. And there are already four episodes out and it's really, really good so far. I highly recommend everybody watch that. Uh, second of all, I highly recommend uh, what was my mom's favorite Scooby-Doo episode. It's on the Scooby-Doo show and streaming on HBO Max and it's the Headless Horseman of Halloween. Great Halloween Scooby-Doo episode, highly recommend. Always puts me in the spirit of Halloween. And thirdly, as always, watch great pumpkin uh, 
it's the great pumpkin charlie brown yeah. just that one speaks for itself um i am going to recommend the show the winchesters which is the prequel to supernatural it is narrated by jensen ackles um who is also a producer on the show and creator of the show along with his wife daniel um i absolutely love the show but i'm also mad because if you watch supernatural you know that john winchester is a terrible father and like not that great of a person either the winchesters you start to love john winchester and i'm like stop making me love him because he turns bad like not as bad as like half the angels in supernatural but like wait is this like a prequel yeah it's a prequel so it's like how john and mary met how john becomes a hunter um it's this whole big thing um and yeah it's only three episodes are out right now um it airs tuesday nights on the cw so you can also watch it on the cw app which is free um all the streaming services that one is free so like I think if you want the CW seed, you might have to pay for that. But that I don't, I'm not sure on that one. Um, which that also has some good series on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also would I had another recommendation. Oh, um, I'm also going to recommend you watch uh Hocus Pocus on Halloween. And if you want, you can watch Hocus Pocus too. Um, but then I am going to suggest that you watch Coco um, for Dia de los Muertos, um, as well as Book of Life, which it does not fully follow Dia de los Muertos, but it is like Hispanic culture, Latino culture. Um, and it, it's really good too. And it's animated and it's super cute. Um, and I used to have a friend that every time he saw me, he would be like, you smell that it smells like hope because it was a line from the movie and we saw it together mm-hmm. um so yeah those are our recommendations for this week um as always we would love to hear from you guys if you have any questions of the week you want us to answer if there's any topics that you want us to discuss um you can find us <laughs> words difficult sorry um find us on Twitter and Facebook at Raving Geeks, um, and we can respond to you there. Or you can also follow our TikTok at Raving Geeks, um, and we can respond to comments, but not messages, like direct messages. So we could still communicate that way too. Um, and yeah. So as always, I have been your host, Hope Federal, along with my co hosts, Carter Sally, Michael Gonzalez. And we hope that you all have, uh, all stay geeky and have a great week. All right. See you later. See you, everybody. See you guys later. <laughs>